clearing away the obstacles today on the week of the King of Motlo. Let's get started. Greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you, and spent a lot of time today actually just reading Enoch. But uh, yesterday, spent some time in the Lord, and I want to just uh, read um, from Isaiah 40. I'm going to read it in the Amplified, so it's going to be a little loud. Um, this is speaking of John the Baptist. Obviously, you recognize it when I start um, uh, reading this, and so. Uh, verse 1 of chapter 40, Isaiah, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God, speaking tenderly to the heart of Jerusalem, and cry to her that her time of service and her warfare are ended, that her punishment is accepted and her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received punishment from the Lord's hand, double for all her sins. A voice of one who cries, prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord. And then it says this in the Amplified, clear away the obstacles. And so, you know, I started thinking about that. You know, what are some of the obstacles that get in our way when God wants to move? You know, I've, uh, you know, God's moving at the Gate Church right now. I've been, you know, 14 days of the five weeks uh, up in Ohio and um, man, I just got so blessed and touched up there. Um, couldn't I mean, I just so amazingly blessed, so amazingly touched. And and um, you know, one of the things that I, I I try to you know watch and observe is I know some of the backstories. You know, when I ushered, I knew some of the backstories of the people who were getting touched, and you would find that. You know, it was so amazing that someone would get touched who I know who needed it so badly and 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 wanted it so badly, but maybe it didn't happen the first night. Maybe it didn't happen the second night. And they pressed through and to watch them get completely engulfed in God's presence was just one of the things that drives me in ministry today in the sense of bringing Christ to people. Bringing, that's what Rodney did so well to me, especially in the 90s. He did so well of bringing, you know, hope, joy, the, the Spirit of God to people, to churches, and they broke free from their religion, from their despair, from their hopelessness. It's what Bill Johnson does to me. It's what Todd does. Um, it's what I hope I do for you, is that the, the goal is to bring Jesus. That's our goal. Our goal is not just to do miracles, signs, and wonders, even though that's the manifestation but it's to bring, uh, it's to bring Christ. It's what obviously Jesus did. He brought the, you know, the answer, the solution, and people worship God when He did it because they recognize it as from God. Except the only ones who couldn't see it was the Pharisees. So I started thinking about this. What are some of the obstacles that we have to avoid in life to continue or to get our breakthrough? Because there are obstacles that are going to happen in your life that we're going to want to get in there. And it said here, remove the obstacles, clear away the obstacles. Here comes the Lord. The Lord is moving. At the Gate Church, I've watched my leaders get wrecked, but I also watched the people get wrecked. In other words, you know, I, I you know, I expect my leaders get wrecked, but they're getting wrecked in a whole different way 
um, at a different level. I, I'm going to go ahead and, and say this. About six, seven weeks ago, I prayed for Denise, one of my leaders, 8,000 times. But something happened about seven, eight weeks ago. Now, Denise is the one who always finds diamonds. <laughs> she does. She like, God just loves giving Denise diamonds. Denise was hungry for something new. And, and, and I, pray for, I pray for people every week. And yet something happened this week, that week. And I could feel it. I could feel like it went to a different level with her. And she just started getting wrecked. And it just so blessed me because I know the cry of her heart. I know that she was looking for more. I know she was hungry for more. I w Don't you wish that it, it was just like, I'm looking for more. I go and meet and bam, it happens. And it doesn't happen. I've said this you know, for years that when I was looking for Jesus, it took two years. I said, I wonder if God just sometimes let that two years be so that when I did find him, it was real. It was impactful. I had in me a capacity to contain what he wanted to pour out in me. And some of that part of part of our journey of faith is endurance. It's enduring faith. It's believing until we see it, you know, and it's pressing in. And so when I see that and I and then last week I when I came back on the um what day was it that I came to church? I was back in church two weeks ago, not this Sunday, Sunday before, and I, I prayed for Denise like when I got there, you know, we were in prayer. We hadn't even gotten into the service yet. And Denise went out. Margaret came over. Margaret went out. And they were so hungry. And, and, and just like Margaret's always hungry. But I can see Margaret getting touched at a different level. And these are just my leaders. And they go, why? Why? Well, it's your leaders. Yeah, my leaders are hungry. My wife, hungry. Something's happening. Something's happening. And then this week... You know, my, my son and the Lord, Phil, he's, man, I've known Phil now since 07. Phil's always been that risk taker. And I watched Phil get touched this week, even before I even got to him. The Lord touched Phil in such a way. I hadn't seen it. Me and my wife sat here. You know, Sunday we went out to lunch with uh, Jacqueline Um and uh, Kiefer came with us and, and uh, one of my other sons. Jacqueline was our guest worship. Jacqueline Haitley, find her on Facebook. Wonderful worship leader. And me and my wife sat there and were saying, even Sunday night, Monday, man, I haven't, I said it to her this morning. I, I haven't seen Phil touched like that in t at least 10 years. Not that Phil hasn't been pressing in. I'm not, it's not a slant on Phil at all. Something's happening that I'm quite excited about is the point. And um, and I got testimonies and, and uh, of people of what's going on. For me, up in Ohio, I got touched. You know, um, I did. I, I got wrecked. I didn't just get touched. I got wrecked. And I, I didn't want to leave after the first. I was there Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday. I was going to Saturday. I was going to leave Sunday morning. And I walked in Saturday night. And I, I just, the Lord didn't tell me to stay. My hunger did. Wasn't something that the Lord told me to do. I don't I don't have to be told everything to do in the sense of I sometimes, you know, the hunger for the Lord, I found where the Lord was at, you know, the kind of thing. And I'm, you know, it's like, did the Lord tell, you know, Nathaniel? No, Peter told Nathaniel. 
you know, come and see. Or was it Andrew? Come and see. When I think it's Andrew. When Andrew called you and you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Oh, you are the son of God. You know, my, my point being is that sometimes, you know, hunger dictates, you know, and, and it, it's supposed to dictate. Like when you're when you're crying out for hunger and hunger shows up, go after hunger. And and that's what I did. You know, um, um, I went out. It was Philip. Philip called him. I'm sorry. Got that all wrong. Um <clears throat> I think sometimes that we, you know, so I I knew something was fresh was going on. Todd knew something fresh was going on. I watched Todd get touched in a way. I even, Todd even says it's been since his first seven years in ministry, he hasn't felt this. I, I mean, Todd doesn't exaggerate, even though you might think Todd does because he's so flamboyant, but he really doesn't exaggerate. He really doesn't. He's he's being quite, he's just, you know what, you know what I love about Todd? He's so descriptive of things. His creativity in describing things is so beautiful that I don't have that yet. I'm trying to learn to be more descriptive of things. You know, in air traffic control, we don't, we're, we're not very, being too descriptive. We have set phraseology, so it kind of limits the creativity of that. Even though being a controller is very creative what you're doing and how you're moving planes and stuff. But all right. So here's some things I want to give you that I want to want you to know that are going to come up. They're going to try to block your well. They're going to try to keep you from revival. And I just wrote them down because these are things I've encountered. So these aren't pointing out things on other people. These are things that I've had to, like I've encountered the, the confrontation of it. I have encountered some of the, the spirits that go behind these. And I had to resist them and stuff like that. So here's one. Resentment or bitterness. <clears throat> You know, bitterness is, gets out of unforgiveness. But here's what I wrote. Stay focused on what God is doing. Keep your heart and eyes guarded. Don't let bitterness get in. Don't get upset. Bitterness can be, well, God's doing it for them. He ain't doing it for me. By the way, you don't receive things by being bitter. Matter of fact, you are going to delay everything in your life from God. God doesn't do the pity party. God doesn't do the bratty little child party either. You gotta come like a humble child before the Lord, and and you have to do it His way. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It just doesn't work any other way. And I and I thought about that because you know, um, you know, I've had people do some stuff to us, and we've had. Look, I've been shot. I've been robbed by two ministers. They literally ripped me off financially. Uh, bad mouth me to cover up their own. I've had ministers that cover up their own sin and the Lord tell me you can't defend yourself and me just have to keep my mouth shut for three and a half, well, two and a half years I had to keep my mouth shut about what was going on. They just were hinky. One was hinky with the books. One just didn't pay me what we agreed on. Um, envy and strife. Now this is different than bitterness and the resentment. Envy and strife is God's doing for something, and you're it's not jealousy, it's envy and strife. These are actually two spirits. And and I and this is what I wrote in this one. How to guard yourself and how to how to respond to this. Rejoice in the blessing and good fortune of others. Rejoice in their breakthrough. Don't sit there and watch someone else achieve something, someone else get honor, someone, and then go. 
that should be me, or why not me? Rejoice with them. Learn to rejoice in the breakthrough of others, and yours will be on the way. But if you can't rejoice in a breakthrough of others, then you can't enter the atmosphere of the breakthrough. You can't enter into the anointing of the breakthrough because um, envy and strife are opposing spirits and brings blindness and brings confusion and evil. So do not enter in this one. So the way I guard this one, and I don't guard it against it, I just always keep myself to the point where rejoice in what others do. Rejoice when God blesses other people. Rejoice when they get the new car and you need a new car. Rejoice when they get the the, the spouse when you want a spouse. You know, uh, learn to rejoice in others. Some people don't do that. Well, I don't have it. Well, that's going to, that will also lead to bitterness, but it, you'll, you're going to, the opportunity is if you rejoice in others' breakthrough, then the breakthrough can be yours. Okay? It's really important that you guard your heart this way because God is moving and you don't want to miss what God's doing. And I've watched people for 10 years miss the revival. I've seen people, you know, 93 revival, and see them in, you know, met them in 2006. Met, the, met a couple, actually 2004, 2000, met a couple that missed the whole revival. Missed it. The whole thing. Don't get into envy and strife. Don't get into resentment and bitterness. Cares of this world. Man, that's going to, you know, Jesus said, I will choke out the word of God. Let my attention be on Jesus. Okay, the things are going to pop up. Whether the enemy or just life, stay focused on the kingdom. Things are going <coughs> to, excuse me, things are going to happen. Things are going to come up. The enemy's going to try to throw obstacles and you just stay focused on Jesus. It reminds me of that scene in uh, Bug's Life where, you know, the leaf falls in front of them when in the beginning when they're marching with their with the nuts and the, the grain, actually. And they get all panicky because they can't see the line. Keep your eyes on me. Look straight ahead. It's like, keep your eyes on the kingdom. Look straight ahead. Look at Jesus. Keep your eyes focused there. Deal with them as you have to, but don't give all your attention to the cares of this world. Give your all your attention to Jesus. Doesn't mean we doesn't mean we don't do life. It just means here's what I mean by keep my eyes focused on Jesus. I'll know when my eyes are off Jesus when I enter despair and hopelessness over the cares of this world. That's when I've taken my eyes off Jesus because once I take my eyes off Jesus and cast it on anything else, anything else, whether it be a desire, even if it's a godly desire, anything else but Jesus. And despair enters and hopelessness, that's what happens. And that's how I can recognize it. So when you start thinking, oh, how am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to, I don't have a, I don't have a spouse, my child is sick, whatever. Keep my eyes on Jesus. And then I could cast my cares on the Lord. You got to handle this by your good wisdom. Doesn't mean he doesn't use me and doesn't tell me what to do. Doesn't mean there's not things I have to do. But what I'm not going to do, what I refuse to do, Okay, what I refuse to do is to give more attention to anything than Jesus. So I'm going to keep my eyes focused on Jesus. All right, unforgiveness. <laughs> I love what I wrote here. Um, people are going to do stupid things. Forgive them. But what I don't do is get tangled in their behavior or attitudes. Listen to me. I am about revival. I am about the kingdom. You want to hang out? I'm about that. If you want to have a bad attitude and stuff like that, I forgive you. I love you, but I can't hang out with you. 
I am about the kingdom and I am about revival. And that's where I'm headed. That's where that's what I'm after. There's just a few. But that's what I'm after. So I don't spend a lot of time. I don't want to hang out with people who just want to complain about some unanswered prayer. Okay? Because sometimes you have to endure to get the breakthrough. Enduring doesn't mean bad-mouthing until you get breakthrough. Enduring means guarding your heart, guarding your tongue, guarding your ears, guarding your eyes. Watch what you say. Always speak the positive. And if you think we don't go through stuff, please, folks, stop. Stop thinking that we don't have a crisis. We don't have, we don't have things that go on. We do. We just, we've learned. We've learned through, you know, years of walking with the Lord. That not one thing in our life, everything, it says in the, that if you keep reading Isaiah 40 in the Amplified, it says everything, basically, everything he says, man is transitory. In other words, I want you to think about this. In the scope of eternity, let's say I live 120. I don't want, if I say 80, people say, you're selling yourself short. I want to live until I'm healthy, and I know it's important for me to die, and when the Lord's ready to take me home, hopefully it's after my kids have kids, and maybe they've grown up a little bit. I've gotten this poor into their lives. Maybe I'm making until they get married. You know, who knows? I'm okay. I'm 56. I'm okay. My point is, is that wherever that might be, but it's such a vapor compared to eternity. You know, it's such a short, I'm going to be with Jesus forever that I, how much attention should I give to 80 years? I got to keep my heart, my eyes, my ears, my, my life focused on a, on the kingdom. Cause that Jesus says, you know, uh, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It doesn't mean I don't pay my bills. It doesn't mean I don't take care of stuff. That doesn't mean that. I got a garage I got to clean out. I'm going to try to do tomorrow. <laughs> I got two days to try to clean out a garage. Pray for me. Um, but what I don't want to do, and what I really don't want to do, and I want you to hear me, is I don't want to give more attention to things that are temporal than those things that are eternal. Okay? Because... Um, that would be, uh, that's wrong. Doesn't mean, man, doesn't mean I don't give, you know, it doesn't mean I'm floating on a cloud and I'm not talking to my family. No, I, when I'm home with my, especially when Kathy comes home tonight, I'm home. I'm, I'm present with my family. And then during the day I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm praying. But when she gets home from work, I, I, I'm focused with her because I want to be present with her. But it doesn't mean when I'm present with her, I'm not present with the Lord. We have stuff that comes up. We're human. We have life. There's there's chances for us to become bitter. Chances for us to become frustrated. Chances for us to become angry. We just don't. We just don't go down that highway. We stay on the highway of holiness. Stay on the highway of righteousness with the Lord. And it it's how we stay in revival. I believe. Look, I I hope that if you're in town, if you're if you're in Jackson or nearby. Maybe you're 90 minutes away. This Sunday, you're going to want to be at the gate. Uh, three of our people are coming back from Ohio. They'll be laying hands on. Margaret Burke's going to be ministering. Margaret is a daughter. Man, she's been with me 18 years this year. She moved here 16 years ago. Uh, is that right? Yeah, 16 years ago. Next month, 16 years ago. 
And um, to be with Kathy and I, to serve us here, and she started as a daughter, now she's a prophet of God, and she's alongside of us. She is um, she's a great friend and resource, but she is powerful. And I know she got wrecked last week, too. So I, I'm going to be in Oklahoma City. So if you're going to be in Oklahoma City, um, I think it's on my Facebook page where I'm going to be at. So I'll put it on my website uh, so you can go there as well and check. Hey, look. Speaking of the website, lewisdcana.com, locals, thegatechurch.locals.com. Uh, I'm on Rumble. Go on all those things. Find me, see me, support us. You can become a partner, and that, that is huge because I am going out too. I'm, I'm not going out every weekend. I won't be missing church every weekend. Uh, I try to only miss one weekend a month, and if I have to miss two. The great thing is I actually do need to get out of the house you know, the church more because it's my calling, but it's also, it gives opportunity for my leaders to express, to grow. And it really is more vital for them than you understand for them to do that. But you want to be in, if you're in Jacksonville, you want to be here this week, go check my website out and I'll have on there uh, where I'm going to be this weekend. So um, you might want to join me there with Todd, uh, I think we have a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and then uh, Monday night, and then a Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night, and then we fly back. And then next, uh, a week from this Saturday, I'll be in Lakeland for uh, Randy Leshner's memorial service. I do believe I am speaking there, and um, and uh, it's going to be a very emotional time for me. Um, I'm just going to shoot from the hip a little bit and and just honor all his sons and daughters and um and tell them how much she loved them as i know so god bless you i hope you're having a great day get get to the gate church um i don't think they're continuing the revival in ohio this week i think what they're going to do is they're going to go to back to a normal schedule but once a month they're going to do like a week long of meetings um, to keep the fires burning. It's very hard. It's not a big church, so it's very hard to do constant meetings every weekend. People need time to be... I always say, people need time to rest and take care of their house. And uh, there's just life that does happen to happen. These are wonderful people up there. Boy, I'll tell you what, God did something amazing up there. And he will continue to do it for a very, very long time, I pray. Uh, Pete and Alice, uh, the apostles of the house there, their son Pete and Christopher... Just the greatest host. And I could mention a lot of people up there that were up there and um, Richard and um, his family. Um, a lot of people, Jeff, and uh, a lot of people just were so nice. I don't want, I'm, I'm going to go try to remember all the names. I know I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to stop before I get in serious trouble. But uh, they have just been so wonderful and blessing up there. So God bless you guys. Um, I, I'll see you later on Locals on Friday. I'll do one on Locals. And then on Saturday as well. So God bless you and you have a great day. Bye-bye.